0: I find it incredibly interesting that when I go back and look at the back end of our audio channels, the majority of you who enjoy the podcast and listen to the podcast haven't yet hit that subscribe button or that follow button. I'd like to make a deal with you. If you could do me this huge favor and hit that subscribe button, I promise I will work my absolute hardest to make this show better and better and better. When you hit that button, it lets us grow the show, which means grow the production and bring in all the guests that you'd like to see. This is the only favor that I will ever ask from you. Thank you for your time. Keegan and Company, it's Keegan and Company, the company we keep. That's it. That's got to be it. Welcome back to the Keegan and Company podcast. If you guys are new to the show, my name is Keegan Hipgrave. This podcast was created to, I guess, shine a light on mental health and normalise the conversations by having conversations with athletes and professionals who we all look up to. Uh, In this episode, I'm really excited to be joined by Long time friend um, who just so happens to be captain of the Newcastle Knights, uh, player for Queensland and the State of Origin, Australian player, Caelan Ponga. How are you, brother? Good, man. Thank you. Mate, well done. Welcome to, welcome to the GC, bro. How you feeling?
1: I am um, feel good. I'm excited to be on this podcast. Um, when I knew that you were up here, I gave you a message straight away to catch up and to also jump on the podcast. So I'm excited.
0: I feel like every time you come into the Goldie, it's always like, it's always fun, hey? It's a vortex. Mate, it's a Gold Coast vortex, It's hey? a vortex
1: and I'm and like... I want to sit right in the middle of it, to be honest. It's, um for me, it's like a, a, a time to come up here and refresh. Yeah. Get away from Newcastle, yeah. see some some new faces, yes. say hello to everyone and try and get myself to go back.
0: And the best thing is, like you were saying, like, you've got nothing locked in and planned. Mm. Just, like, settle in, go with the flow. we got Shawnee Huds. Like, shout out to Shawnee Huds for planning the I weekend. Booked, <laughs> I think he's
1: booked my weekend. Yeah. He's sort of made reservations for me. But... Yeah, I think we spoke about it before, like everyone up here is so nice, genuine, doing something, yeah. always on the go. So yeah, I just want to come up here and, and just sort of plot myself where I can and say a lot of people. Mate,
0: I'm excited. We'll do. I think we've got a couple of sessions booked. Mm. We've got a little lunch booked on Saturday. That'll be good. Yeah, we'll still, we'll still get we'll after got, it. Mate, we'll, we'll have fun. We'll have fun. Yeah. We will have fun. Bro, how's the off-season been? What's, been? what's been happening? You're probably like, what, a month away from yeah. pre-season starting? It's been good.
1: Uh, it's been a little bit different. Usually off season, I try and go away for three weeks yeah. uh, straight after the season, go to Bali, New Zealand, go wherever I can, just to fully switch off. Um, but this year I've had weddings, two weddings, a bucks trip away with the boys, so I probably haven't really had that time to disconnect from the game. Yeah. Uh, so that's what coming up here is. It's I'm not with the footy boys, you know. I'm with, you know, just mates from from not, like from uh, way back and yeah this is kind of my time to refresh but it's been good to be honest as well I've never been to a wedding before now I've been to two. Oh my god bro oh, love wins
0: bro love <laughs> wins that's right how, how good are weddings though just quietly yeah
1: they're nice and the two weddings that I went to they were beautiful um so yeah it's been busy it's been a little bit different but at the same time yeah it's been it's been enjoyable
0: joking like after a weekend like This this weekend coming. It's like it's almost like a refresher. Like you're going in Mm. refreshed. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. That's that was the plan why I booked it. I come up here on my own. Just want to get away from Newcastle. Switch off again. Do things like this. Say hello. Have cups of coffee. Perfect. Perfect. And then when I get back to Newcastle, it's head down. Yeah. Um. I go back in. You know, three weeks. So I'll work and like. Just get after it for three weeks before Sorry. I go
0: back. Mate, I sent you a photo of this studio setup. So, for guys who are listening and not watching the <laughs> yeah. setup, we've taken over mum and dad's living room. <laughs>
1: Do yourself a, a, a favor. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, we, we've taken over. I sent you a photo, and you're like, oh, geez, that would be nice just to like settle in. A with
1: red, had some red wine. A little red
0: wine. Yeah. We could get after it in here. But no, it'd be cool. Yeah, no, it's a cool little setup. Um, I'm going to try and use this. Like I was saying, I learned so much from just like putting this thing together. Hey,
1: well, you're saying, you've, I was saying to you, like, where's your studio? <laughs> yeah. Mate, it could be wherever you want. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. Here, Sydney, Melbourne, so...
0: Yeah, that's the plan. Like, we'll, we'll jump around. And I think the whole point of this is, like, to be honest, most of the crew that we've already had on are just mates. Mm. They just so happen to be, like, kind of influential, like, players or athletes in their respective sports and fields, which is so cool. And, like, for them to be able to be vulnerable and, guess, like, open up about, like, I guess, struggles that they've been through, then it makes it okay for everyone else to be having these conversations as well. So I guess that's kind of the whole reason behind this yeah. podcast so Matt thanks for coming on like it's um I think we've got a good weekend coming we've got a good little afternoon here so thanks be for having
1: me I like the reason why I jumped on is because um we've known each other for a long time feel like you're very authentic very genuine and the people that you've had you've had on are, are in different spaces as well it's not just footy players yeah a lot of podcasts you know that I've sort of see pop up are all footy players and um, to have you know some of the people you've had on, I've listened to a few of your podcasts now, and yeah, I enjoy them.
0: Who's your favorite? Are you
1: lying to me? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, Ari- actually T- Is it Aria? Arian, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry I- for getting your name Arian, yeah. oh, I thought she was honestly a very impressive person. Yeah, bro. Like the way she spoke, the things she spoke about. Um, something stuck was like um, Ian Thorpe saying, uh, "They have to beat you. You don't have to beat them." Yeah, like that's such a gun it. mindset For it's shit. like i'm the one that they're trying to beat i don't have to beat myself or them they have to beat me 100 percent. when she said that i think i was walking my dog and i was like yeah yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> like, I'm gonna start
0: running <laughs> no, start. come on yeah. <laughs> uh, Man, I've, I've never met a more like dialed in person like in their respective sport hey like mm. I think I don't know what I was telling you. Like, I don't think any girl has gone back-to-back Olympic golds in the same discipline. I don't know if that's right. Maybe we'll fact-check that. Um, But no one's ever done it, and she's like so like ready to go for Paris Mm. next year. Like, she's just like she had. I think you would have heard it. Like, she had a tumor removed from her ovaries, which was like a huge scare. Like, she wanted to be a mom, and like to have that scare, she's all good now. Um, But yeah, she had that full scare. She had the surgery. She's recovering. She's back full-time swimming now. But like never met a like more determined like yeah they just away. seemed
1: like grounded as well
0: yeah but all the crew good. like yeah like patty's you know, one was great ryan yeah, james <laughs> yeah he would have, <laughs> we would have had a few nights over the years with fucking patrick yeah yeah, yeah
1: he's a bit yeah i just enjoy listening to him he just sort of sits there yeah <laughs> he's he's a cruisy dude i was trying to do good the, fun
0: i was trying to do the piece to camera like exactly at the start of this and You're he's laughing? just giggling at me he's just like poking fun at me i'm like mate let me just try and get through this <laughs>
1: Um, I had my head down. Right?
0: Yeah, mate, you were good. Um, <clears throat> mate, I'd like to probably kick off with probably how you started like way back in New Zealand, yeah? Because you came over, I think we first linked up in Bronx under 13. Yeah,
1: academy squads would have been like yeah, grade 8, 9 for me.
0: Did you come over in grade 8 or 9 from New Zealand?
1: Yeah, so I did. Um, I was born in Port Hedland, WA, yep. uh, through, I think dad was in the mines yep. and because of that we moved to Mount Isa and then uh my brother passed away when we were there so we moved to new zealand just for i think my family to be around support yeah um to grieve over there and i was over there till i was about 13.
0: you were 13 at the time
1: i was about seven at the time
0: how old was he if you don't mind he was
1: 18 months old so he was he was young um i was young i probably was too young to understand and comprehend the pain that my mum dad was going through yeah or or had gone through Or still are going through Yeah um, Like obviously I knew What was going on and, Yeah And whatnot. But it would have been A whole different ball game For them
0: I don't think I've ever spoken To you about that hey
1: It's not something I really bring up Like people know about it Um, I guess because it, it happened so long ago mm. It's not something That I bring up very often Yeah um, But that that You know that's changed Or shaped You know my family Hugely Hug- Hugely right Yeah so then, yeah, we moved back to New Zealand um, to be around family, be around friends. And I was back there for maybe nine years, eight years. Yeah. Um, and just around cousins, around sport, yeah. just doing everything. Because
0: you weren't just rugby league, like you were playing golf, yeah. which I want to touch everything, on. Everything, yeah. Everything like Golf, union.
1: soccer, touch, union, no league over there. Yeah. Um, I dabbled in everything, tried basketball, tennis, like anything I could ...probably get my hands on or or do, I was doing. Um, And then my sister was born when I was about 12, 13 and... Little Kaylee. Little Kaylee, not so little anymore. She's getting big bro. Yeah, Yeah, she is. She's growing up and then, yeah, moved back to Australia. I think uh, more opportunity, better better life over here. Um, Got a scholarship to Brisbane, then signed with the Cowboys... ...so moved back up to Townsville... Uh, and then signed for the Knights. Yeah. So I moved around a little bit.
0: Why'd you go? Why'd you go league? Like, why didn't you go down golf? Because I heard you were like a gun golfer. Like, you win like third under thirteens nationals or something for golf. Yeah. What, like, why'd you choose? For, mate, you would have probably saved the body a little bit more if you played golf. You know I, what I mean? I, re-
1: I regret it now. 100. I, I don't know if there's a preseason in
0: golf. Um, <coughs> Just drinking piss, probably.
1: It was. It was my main sport. It was my one of my early passions. Yeah. Um It was forced a little bit, like. For golf, you have to wake up at like six in the morning. Five, yeah. th- I don't want to do that as a yeah. kid, but I, I grew to love it. Um, it was a big, it was something remember. My old man did a lot. Yeah. And then when we moved to Australia, <laughs> like the golf academy in New Zealand was huge. Yeah. I would go down to the golf course, drop me down there at like seven in the morning, and Dad would pick me up at like three, four in the Arvo, and I'd just stay down there the whole time, and I'd have ten mates that were down there would play golf. Would do chipping challenges, Sick. range, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah it's fine. go have a feed at the clubhouse, Mate. come back out. So, yeah. that was the environment that I was in in New Zealand, and then I moved to Australia, and it was about 34 degrees. I'm pushing my buggy, sweating. There's no juniors, yeah. there's no real facility. So, and all my mates were playing footy, so I, I kind of just went, Well, my mates are playing footy, there's not much happening here in golf. Like, I would move to Mackay, so. <laughs> Only one golf course, yeah. so that was that was that was the reason why I changed because my mates were playing footy. Mm.
0: But you had like the opportunity because you're at Churchie. You at Churchie,
1: I went to Churchy after Makai. Yeah. after Makai, you were there with Sewer? i was out with Sewer. shout out Jaden Sewer. Yeah. we love him yeah we, we got a lot it, of love I, I do sometimes love ya. yeah exactly. he <laughs> do my head in he laughs, he, laughs at he, me on the field bro, he, Paddy, g- he giggles
0: patty said the exact same thing when they were playing um samoa or something yeah yeah, 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 he he yeah. patty dropped the ball and then someone just like started giggling he at giggles. him like, yeah he's so funny
1: and he's, he's so scary that it's like oh, i'm not gonna do anything back to you and he bangs as well he he one of the best hitters like no one really probably knows that but he is
0: mate do you remember like um Juniors, broncos when academy to, yes
1: you'd have to do a drill it's like run around the corner and run as hard as you can at each other ten meters and you and meters? him that back like back then were like big dogs.
0: I had nothing on sewer I reckon sewer was a gun.
1: It was scary times. It was a
0: scary man.
1: Yeah. So so I went to school with him um we went to church he, he like I think we both struggled a little bit at that school. Coming from like – he would have come from Logan. Logan, yeah. And I come from Makai. Both schools where you could pretty much wear whatever you want to school. Yeah. Wear whatever shoes.
0: It didn't really matter. And they're strict, yeah. they yeah. private schools. This
1: churchy was very like tuck your shirt in, hat, tie, sh- you know what I mean? Mm. And the kids there, um, the boarders were country kids and yeah. they were always kind of looking after you. Yeah. But the ones that – ...you know, from that area. Didn't really get along with them too much. But during that time I played Rugby Union, loved it. Um, played with Fusua and and yeah, enjoyed Rugby Union a lot. Like yeah. loved it. Probably loved it more than League at the time. Really? But the, the Cowboys came along and... Um, gave me an opportunity up north and, yeah, so we moved up north.
0: But I'm sure there would have been, like, an, an option to go to Union or even, like, probably AFL, yeah?
1: There was. There was. I d- with that, I you don't
0: have to go in if you don't need I NFL. was going
1: to go to AFL. Really? Like, I wanted – I had pretty much agreed to go. It was after the Cowboys. I'd been with the Cowboys for two years, three years. and I was coming off contract and I hadn't debuted yet. I wasn't really enjoying my footy, to mm. be honest. I was actually – What year was that? Um, 20 been 2017 maybe yeah 2017 2016. i wasn't enjoying my footy i was playing 20s but i think i was just probably a young kid that i was watching like sewer debut yeah. Brody croft debut you might have debuted like these boys that i had played with were debuting and i was kind of like, like i want to be there like yeah. why am i not there am i not good enough do they not value me blah 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 ego might have gotten away a little bit so then i was like oh I spit the dummy a bit and was like, oh, I'm yeah. going to AFL. Yeah, Had agreed. Um, but then maybe a month later I debuted in one of those, lo- those last rounds. See. And that kind of kept me in league because it was like, well, maybe I can do something in this sport.
0: How, well, how wild it like <clears throat> being a young kid? Because I was the same. Like when I was, I think I was 17, I signed my first like contract with the Bronx for four years. And so in my mind, I'm, like, I'm going to be an NRL player. Like, mm. I have to. Like, that's mm. my – that's, like, fully – like that. that's fully, like, my identity now. So I'm, like, oh, well, if I'm not playing NRL, then I'm, like, like not good enough. Mm. Like, had that feeling of, like, not being good enough.
1: There's, like, those few years where it's, like – Your mates and, are playing. Yeah, and you think, well, like, I'm good enough. 100 like, I should be there. We
0: all played, like, junior reps together. Like,
1: yeah. And we all – 100%. I, I went through that as well and yeah. I went through that – that year, and I, I did spit the, I not spit the dummy, but I was probably just young and thought that I should have been there. But an eighteen-year-old in my position, the, I weighed like eighty kilos. Yeah, I probably, I shouldn't have played. But I mean, I got my crack, and yeah, um, yeah my debut was was a special moment.
0: You would have been eighteen, yeah. Eighteen. Were you drinking? You, you were, you were ready to play at eighteen. Um... Like hindsight, looking like obviously hindsight's a beautiful thing. If you, like yeah. for me, looking back, I would have, I should have debuted a bit later. Like probably, like yeah. when I was 19 or 20. And I was like <clears throat> just hungry but arrogant as well. I was like yeah. I deserve to do this, I deserve to be there. But <sighs> you reckon like you were ready to do it then?
1: Probably not physically. Yeah. Probably not physically. Um, but I, de- I debuted on the wing. <clears throat> the year, year after I played a few games at fullback. I haven't watched those games back. Really, but yeah. it'd be interesting to know now because what I know now... Like, so different to what I knew back then. Yeah. And my mood – yeah, uh, physically probably not. I, th- I think mentally I would have been all right, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I played in a few games that next year and then I moved to Newcastle and that's mm. when things really took off for me.
0: Are you enjoying New
1: Love it. It's a beautiful – it. it's
0: bad. It's like the Goldie. It, it is close a beautiful to the b- place. Close to the beach, We've yeah. We've already
1: made some comparisons. Yeah. I do love it. It's – um, especially when we're winning. Yeah. Uh, and I, I shouldn't base how much I love the, the city off that but – it makes a huge difference. Well, they're in Newcastle. they're
0: ride or die, yeah.
1: That's su- they, mate. They support us through thick and thin, um, especially over the last five years that I've been there. Mm. They've we've hu- we've had some highs, we've had a lot of lows, but this year to do what we did um, and to give the fans that moment or those moments, yeah, like they deserve that, I reckon. And yeah. they've had some tough years even before I got there. Like, I think two years, the two years before I got there, they won wooden spoon. Yeah, and it's just been probably bad times at the club for a while now. But, um, you know, we've had some great signings. We've got a coach that's that's stable, that wants to be there, that wants to win. Uh, and I, I think the club's in a good position.
0: It's crazy, like, how much winning and losing impacts your week and your Huge. happiness. Like, how <laughs> yeah. like, how crazy is that? Like, if you're, if you're winning, it's literally there's no dramas, you know, there's mm. no meetings. But if you're going back to back, like, we went wooden spoon at Titans and it was like every week crisis meeting, like mm. pulling in. It's like if you're, you know, you don't, you just, like the slightest, like little mishap, it's like the biggest drama. When you like winners, winners, yeah. winners win. You
1: know? you're, you're out of the you're out of the bubble now. Yeah. Like and you, and you probably because I I have a lot of my my housemate. He's he's an optometrist. He's got nothing to do with footy. How nice is that though? So good, right? And and I love coming home to him because he's out of the bubble. Um, and it's crazy that and I used to be better at this, but I guess as you get older, you know, when you're young, you've got no scars, you've got no fear, you've you're a little bit naive to a lot of things. Mm. As you get older, you start to feel things more. You start to maybe care a little bit more, but expectations definitely. And I I feel like you shouldn't – like why should 80 minutes dictate how you feel for the next four days? A hundred percent. And I should be able to go for a coffee the next morning despite losing the 80 minutes. Because like – and especially last year, I put a lot of emphasis into my preparation. If you prepare the best you can – and you, you know, you, you performed the way you should. You can't always control the result. 100%. But, yeah, it went, I went through a couple of years there of definitely, uh, especially l- not last season but last last year. Because like, I think we won four games that year. Oh, no, sorry, six games. But, yeah. We won six games. We lost eight in a row, bro. Wow, Imagine mate. losing eight games in a row. But I've
0: probably been there, mate. No, I'm changing been. the locks on my door. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully no one knows where, where you live. I'm parking the car inside <laughs> so no one <laughs> exits. I'll <laughs> um, be egging on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like, and to go through that patch, you honestly, you start to doubt yourself. You start to think, like, am I a good footy player? Yeah. All these things. Um, but to turn it around and have the year that we did this year was, was good.
0: Have you heard of um, the stuff that Ben Crow does? know, you know, you know Ben yeah, Crow Yeah, I know who Ben Crow is. Yeah. yeah not really so Ben Crow he's like I guess like a mindset coach he does a lot of stuff with the Bronx like did a lot of stuff with Patty and the leadership boys uh. there um pretty sure like Steph Gilmore Ash Barty yeah, like, like no, really yeah, yeah. like high performing athletes and what he talks about is like removing your identity away from whoever you are like yeah. like Kalen Ponga like the rugby league player like the NRL player and even Paddy like Paddy spoke about it on his podcast where he was just like mate I would lose a game of footy and I would be like, I wouldn't go out for coffee. I wouldn't go out. I wouldn't want to see anyone because I genuinely thought like people didn't like me as a person. And his he, like, he just whole life was wrapped up in it. And then as soon as he could like decipher the two where it's just like, his phone's going off. Is that you? Is that me? I
1: hope that's not mine. Is that me? push push the side button yeah sorry everyone there. that's the first
0: one <laughs> that's the that's first. That's a coffee one. on me that's a coffee no that's all good but, um but that's but that's that was his whole thing is that like when you can separate like who you are yeah like who you actually and usually who you are is a reflection of your family and your values and your friends and your community yeah so like it's so great that you've got a mate mm. and other mates outside of footy that you know that are doing other things and other cool things. Even when you come here to the Goldie, like we were talking about it before, like yeah, we've got like a lot of mates here, but a lot of them aren't doing footy. Like they're doing business. You know, yeah. they're doing like a lot of guys that are, like are surfing. Like most of my mates, close mates, like yeah, I've got a lot of mates in footy, but most of my best friends sit outside of footy, which yeah. is really nice.
1: It is nice. I had um, I actually had a mental coach this year. Sick. Like early on in the year, and that was his biggest thing. Was exactly the same um, to Ben Crow. Was um, you, you're a person. And then you, you play footy. Yeah. Like you're not. Someone asks you, like, who are you? Mm. I shouldn't say I'm Kalen Ponga, the footy player. Yeah. I'm Kalen Ponga. I play footy. Yes. Like And it's about you know Monday to Friday or you know, whatever until you play is is what makes Kalen happy. You know what fills his cup up there, and then you can go and perform on the field. And I think early on, I was really good at that. I was a kid, eight, like I was 90 and 20. Those those years at the first year that I had. It was almost like I wasn't even a footy player. Yeah, like, really, yeah. Like I don't know how it happened. Were you
0: playing good footy back then?
1: That was like my my, my, my year. breakout year was like I'd play and then I would just go and do whatever I wanted. How
0: wild is that? And
1: it's just like I think – Did you get rookie of the year that year? I I – I went close to winning Dalian, like I come second.
0: How's my footy knowledge <laughs> Go yeah. close to Dalian, I didn't even know. Sorry I, mate. I come second,
1: <laughs> but I, was, I wasn't like, I, I didn't attach myself to the, being a footy player, I was just a kid, mm. and I just, I did whatever the kid does, and the mental coach that I had this year, his, name, his name's Jared, I sat down with him at the beginning of the year, and I think like I said, like when you're young, you've got no scars, you've got no fears, but as you get older you do, and mm. um, yeah, I think, you know... I I worked on that a lot this year is okay you know the 80 minutes on the weekend doesn't depict how you should feel sunday if I, if you've got dinner booked on sunday go to dinner yeah. like it doesn't matter if you win or lose and i would i would even struggle with that and in, like instagram if i wanted to post something i'd i'd message him and be like do you reckon it's okay if i do this and he's like why not yeah like why why can you not do that and i'm like oh i lost on the weekend Blah blah because blah, blah. Like, it doesn't matter it, it, it does not matter
0: but then i can imagine like you can see from like a fan's point of view, like yeah. losing and like as shit as that is to say, like that'd be on the back of you saying 100%. like, what are you posting? You're going out for dinner. Like you should, you should be upset. It's yeah. like, no, nah, it's a game of footy. Like that's the biggest thing I learned, like stepping out of the, like the little bubble of professional sport and mm-hmm. footy. It's like, it's just a bubble. Like it's, it's f- a bubble and you can get so caught up in it. Brother, there's other things outside of yeah. footy. You know?
1: To an extent I do, I do understand like, and, and, I guess perception from fans, you know, right or wrong, they have they're entitled to what they think, yeah. And we do as a as sportsmen or footy players or whatever have a responsibility. Like we can't just completely ignore that, yeah. But there's there's got to be a level of also like I do care, yeah. Like I've got a high level of care for my work, my teammates, and winning. Mm. Um, like Instagram posts or going down for a coffee doesn't change that level of care. And I I spoke to him about like. You know, do I have to justify that? Mm. And to an extent, no, you don't. Like if inside you, you know that you care, you work hard, you prepare as best as you can and you lose, you don't have to justify to anyone that you care. Like
0: you You do it because you care. A hundred percent.
1: Like I'm not doing this for no reason. I do it because I care and I love it. So, I mean, it was good to have him on board. He definitely helped me so much, Um, especially after last year. Just helped me with – yeah, my mind. Because I've never really had a mindset coach. Yeah. I it's pretty rare. It's probably like, like this podcast. Like talking about mental health and mindset, it's slowly mm. developing. Like, and I think athletes
0: are starting to become more on board of it. Do you reckon it's because like the more I look at it, the more that I speak to people who are experienced in like even just being – actually probably just being aware and having perspective. It's like when they're happy off the field – they're way more likely to have positive results and success on the field.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, and one thing that we did was like we sat down and we looked at like what's ma- what makes me happy. Yeah. And then... What's that? Uh, my family, yeah. my friends, um, bit of solitude, being on my own. Yeah, okay. Uh, never used to. I used to be someone, I think because when my brother passed, ...my way of dealing with stuff was being around family and friends... ...and that would have been the same for my mum and dad. It was like, alright, we're sad. Let's just go and hang out with everyone we can and, yeah. and fix that. But definitely now I, I enjoy being on my own and honestly just my little puppy Sage.
0: Little Sage? Yeah, little, little sage, sage girl. girl. Yeah. So
1: um, yeah, trying to just... Uh, time aside for like my
0: family friends and and my dog do you who are the crew that you've lent like lent on in those like i guess tough times like did you have any role models or crew that you looked up to could be at like the knights could be in queensland like could be family who are the crew that you're probably like leaning on mm. at the moment or even throughout your career
1: it's close it's there's three people there's my mum, my dad and my best friend bailey yeah um my best mate bailey he's been He's been my best mate since I was 15, 16. Yeah. He lives in Newcastle now. Um, those three people genuinely don't want anything but to see me succeed and to be happy. Love that. There's no prerogative. There's no I want him happy so I get this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like especially in like the way I've or things that have happened in my journey. All the time people want you for their own prerogative. Yeah um so anytime that i've got any sort of problems yeah. you know any yeah. sort of problems yeah. it's it's those three people and definitely my dad yeah my dad's the the voice um that i lean on the most if it's like little things like little funny things then it's bailey yeah um but yeah definitely definitely those three
0: would you be a type of person that like internalizes a lot or you're more than happy having conversations
1: no i I need to
0: tell someone. I love yeah. that, man. I love that. <laughs> I, I love and that.
1: I, like, cause, and it's it's pretty much Bailey. Like, yeah. But if it's serious, it's mum and dad. Yeah. But if it's, yeah. And it's my mates. Like, uh, And I, I think that's been a big part of my journey as well as surrounding myself with like-minded people or people that have goals and aspirations and want to succeed. I think when I look back at my past, I've always been in that sort of environment mm. and that's when I've done the best myself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I always I do – I'm a big feeler, <laughs> Come mate. here, give me a hug. I'm a big feeler. I'm emotional. Give me a hug. Like, get in here. That's definitely – I'm not like, no. stay away from me. Yeah, nah, not at all, It's man. more, come on, I
0: come mean, on. When, we, when we were chatting throughout the week, you're like, bro, I can't wait to give you a big cuddle. I was like, that's yeah. my, my dog. <laughs> fucking, 100% like, can't wait. Like, you just got love for your mates, hey? Oh,
1: so much. Yeah. I, I love cuddles. I'm very affectionate. I love my mates. You love your mates? I'm not afraid to – yeah, no. And, yeah, like I said, I think that's been a big part of my journey is having circles or or mates that have, you know, pushed myself and themselves as well. Do
0: you reckon that's changing in the footy – like the footy world? Because I remember when I came in, like especially at Bronx, like – and I don't know if it was just me because I was like a young kid and was like probably like scared to talk like most like 17, 18-year-olds coming in – but it wasn't so much, like, talk about what was going on. Like, even the mental health space in general, I think, like, in any, like, male-dominated professional sport, like, I see having, like, us having, like, big conversations about mental health, about anxiety, about pressures. And then, and I'm keen to get your, like, opinion on it, but even the last couple years, like, I was talking to Boothie and Nico and they were talking about in COVID where, like, we all went into the bubble, right? Like, and... I think the storm. They were at the sunny coast, and a lot of the guys, like when they were stuck in the bubble, like they weren't allowed to leave their friends and family. Obviously, their friends weren't, but their families hadn't arrived yet. Mm. And while a lot of the guys loved it because they were by, they were with the boys, they were around, they were chilling, cruising, they were on the sunny coast, they had a good life. There was a lot of guys who were struggling without seeing their kids. They might have been missing their misses. They might have been missing their family, and a lot of boys were struggling. So nico i think especially and boothy they had the conversation where it's like well why aren't we having this conversation and why aren't we talking about it so what they did was i put everyone in a room like coaching staffs um like a coach's assistants like well-being managers all the players and they're like pretty much that like yeah, yeah. some guys are really enjoying it so good and they're like well that's gonna have a chat so they broke off into like little groups and had questions and then like got around and they started talking about like what, how they were feeling and i look back i was like there is no way no that way. we would be doing this ten years ago when we like first came into grade.
1: Even for them to do that, it's pretty big. Yeah, like it's massive for them, for both of them to take that initiative and because you've got some, like every team's got like the alpha yes. or the alphas, and then you have probably the guys that don't talk. Yeah, the ones that do, blah blah blah. I definitely don't think it's done enough, mm. and I, I do think it's changing. Um, you know that masculine sort of. Like look, like you know, don't talk about your feelings, can't be soft, that sort of thing. It's, it hundred percent is changing because I reckon that, that everyone physically is the same and and whatnot, but mentally is is where you have the edge. Yeah. And vulnerability is a huge part of performance. Mm. It, it breaks down barriers. It allows you to sort of connect as well with your teammates. And we did a little bit of it last year during the preseason, but I, it's probably better done organically.
0: What did what did you guys do last season? So do you remember?
1: not like last year, last so not year. last, so two seasons ago. Yeah, we would do like every Monday would be like we would get someone to, to sit up at the front, and would go through their journey. Really, um, and it could you could be as vulnerable as you wanted, and and it was very vulnerable. Like Safe space, people, like, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And you do, like, I enjoyed hearing those sort of stories. It allows you to connect with them a lot more, um, but. You know, it's, yeah, if it's done organically, I reckon it's good. Mm. It's definitely not, it's definitely growing, but it's definitely not um,
0: probably where it should be. Well, that's why I think like these conversations are so great to have. Mm. Like having someone like yourself, like Mondalium this year, like i like arguably one of the best players in the game i'm not here to piss in your pocket like i love you but i'm not here to piss in your pocket you a in <laughs> yeah way. we'll give it a cuddle up <laughs> here mate we'll cuddle up <laughs> here but that's what i mean like for you to come on and i'm i'm really keen to talk about the concussion and, and the year last year and then yeah. this year and um but for you just to be open to come on board like it just shows a the type of person you are but b like yeah like being wrong it's like it's not a bad thing and it actually like you said like i've never heard that like being vulnerable actually leads to being closer to the boys.
1: Opened you up. Like
0: all my best mates are a crew that I've like have told like wild things to. Mm. Like and it can be after a thousand beers and it can also be like just that's organic. That's organic, my brother. You know what (laughs) I mean? But it is changing. So it is it is cool.
1: It is changing. And that's like I said before, it's why I wanted to jump on this podcast because this podcast isn't about anything else but, you know, normalizing that and Mm. speaking about it and getting athletes on here that um, you know, shares similar I reckon everyone that you've had on is Sort of similar in that space Where, you know, we need to talk about it more mm. Need to make it normal And athletes have been from different areas Which is what I've enjoyed about your podcast But yeah, I definitely think in rugby league It is it is getting better mm. 100% I, I sort of got exposed to it through Mitchell Pearce Yeah, okay He's a little bit more spiritual yeah. Than anything else Like he's very He's very spiritual Yeah um, But But he's very vulnerable at the same time. Um, As much as he is crazy off the field, he's very… …like in terms of when it comes to like connection, um, like… …he loves manifestation, like all that sort of stuff. Like he's very spiritual. But that exposed me to like… …there's more to footy than just passing the ball. There's more than just, you know, running fast and stuff like that. You've got to be in tune with yourself and mentally on. And there's so much performance in that as well.
0: Bro, I really want to. Um, I want to touch on the concussion. Mm. I feel. I feel like that's like a very fitting conversation for us to have. Like, it's pretty
1: cool. I want to hear about your story a little bit too, because I'll tell you mine. Obviously, you
0: tell me yours. <laughs> I'll tell you mine. <laughs> <And compare. laughs> we can compare our concussion <laughs> stories.
1: Um. Yeah, it was crazy. How you feeling uh, now? You good? I feel really good now. Love that. Yeah. And now that I'm through it, I look back at that period, or you know, the couple periods that I had, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, it was a blur.
0: Cuz rewind, I don't remember you having any big concussions when we were coming through juniors. No, nothing. 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 Hey.
1: And even my first 4 years in NRL, nothing. Yeah. But I just had the I had a patch in 2022 mm-hmm. at the back end where it was it was bad and it was like every second game yeah. or I had about 3 or 4 too close together, maybe within yeah. a month and a half or yeah. 2 months. So they made me sit out the back end of 2022 for six games, um, and then come just back just to give
0: your brain like a chance to yeah. recover. Yeah, 100%. yeah. We
1: we were going terrible. Like we we're gonna come. We weren't gonna make the eight. Yeah. Um, there was no real point in in pushing it. You know, especially when it's your brain. Hundred percent. And so they just said sit out the six weeks, and so then set that out. Come back, trained like I trained the the hardest and best I have for that preseason. Come back to round one because you're
0: probably not doing any contact yeah like you're just nah, getting fit I'm just kidding, you're fit. just getting fit and strong
1: but then like because i wanted to play half yeah so then i i come back and in game two is when i had my the big one mm. and i knew as soon as it happened it was more than just like a concussion i was like yeah. media is going to be all over this Yeah, people were calling for me to retire. I knew it was more than just a concussion.
0: But how did you feel? Like, what were did were you having symptoms after that big one?
1: Uh, Yeah, I was only for a few days. Yeah, like it wasn't a a lot, like a prolonged thing. What were your symptoms? Do you remember? Just honestly, like a little bit of like fuzziness, like blurriness, like felt weird. But then I say that, but I'm also like, was it just that I was so emotional from everything going on? Yeah. You know, obviously the media was all over it. My mom and dad, friends, teammates. Like I don't know if I was just extremely emotional, but it might be from the mm. concussion. But yeah, I just felt, yeah, I just felt weird.
0: And it's, mate, it's a hard enough thing to try and navigate through without all the external pressures yeah. as well, yeah?
1: Yeah, 100%. So that happened and then I was probably in limbo for a week. Like no one really knew what to do. Mm. Um, I think they were trying to organise for me to go over to Canada. And in that week, because no one was talking to me, doctors weren't saying anything. Yeah, right. That's probably the, like I probably felt like I had no purpose in that week. And it was the weirdest I've felt. Yeah. Because like no one said anything. Like they're not, they're not saying that like you're going to have this amount of time off, you're yeah. going to retire. It was all just media just having a frenzy.
0: Making up whatever they want to make up. Literally. Yeah. Everyone
1: turned into neuroscientists in, <laughs> in the space of a day. You got
0: a you got a journo who's done oh. like a couple of years at university. He's like, what do you know about neurology yeah, mate, and
1: mental health? So then planned to go over to Canada. Um, sat down with my mum and dad, you know, a day before we left. And they were like, Well, there's there's really two outcomes. There's, you know, you can go over there, they say you're sweet, or you go over there and you you you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you're retiring. Yeah. Um, And my dad was kind of like, "What are you gonna do? Yeah, if it's the second one."
0: Yeah,
1: and I was like sitting there pretending like I didn't care, but I was like, "Oh, I'll find something. Like, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll find my feed. I'll, I'll do something. I'm not gonna sit around and do nothing." Yeah, and that I think that that moment probably clicked me a little bit. Probably, probably made me realize what I've got. Yeah, appreciate what you have.
0: so before going over there, you had like…
1: Uh, like I, I thought I was done. It could,
0: that could have
1: been it. 100%. Really? Especially with all the noise that was back in Australia. Yeah. There was so much noise around he needs to retire. Like he's had too many. It's no good for him. Like people, it's just media. Like mm. they had no idea. Mm. But that was the noise. Mm. And so we went over there, flew over, my doctor and dad come over
0: chris levi did chris levi go over as well nah Jin.
1: but i was talking to chris levi yeah
0: from newcastle yeah i think he
1: organized me to go over there
0: he's a good dude i like chris yeah he is legend
1: he's just he's a dude as well as a doctor like he
0: he knows his stuff yeah but he also gets but he can talk to you as well he gets like well he's the guy who i deal with my concussions same dude legend
1: went over there and they they, it's called neuroplasticity Mm -hmm. and they put this like swimming cap on it yeah it's probably the best way to describe it um it's a six minute test yeah and for six minutes, there's, like this lady going like, shoe, car, beep, <laughs> window, house, beep. So for six minutes, and you've got to you've got to try and connect the dots between the two words. Are they similar? Are they not? And it goes for six minutes. It, well, you're
0: put, like putting pen to paper, or are you just thinking you just about thinking. it.
1: Just thinking. So, I'm like, I'm not <laughs> really. I'm like, am I doing good? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me some feedback. I, I can't actually tell. There's, there's no like. So then, um. It tests for like your um, sensory processing, so like how you hear. Yeah. Um. Cognitive thinking yeah. and something else, but I forget. Yeah. And so it goes for six minutes and literally at the end of that six minutes, I could have been told two two answers. Really? I wasn't ready for that. No. <laughs> I was not ready for that.
0: I would have thought it would be a much more in-depth yeah. one. Because when I did mine with Chris, it was like a half day of like um, literacy, numeracy, problem solving. I did that one as you, well. You would have done I've that done one that, as well. Yeah, yeah you, so you get it. Like, yeah. But I don't know. It's a, it's a big test, that one. Mate, you're cooked by the end of it. <laughs> For At the start, I'm, you <laughs> know I mean? like, yeah. I'm going in there tired. Yeah, yeah. And so what? Do, and so what do they say after the six minute test?
1: So their their theory over there is you can train the brain. Yeah. And so they deal with people with dementia, Alzheimer's, all that sort of stuff. Mm. And um, they so I I, I was alright. Like my my results, objective results, were sweet. Sick. Um, you know they said probably just to train a little bit more in this area. Right. So I stayed there for three days did the test probably twice a day trained did what they were like, did Full, the like, stuff. Mental, like mental yeah it's training. like you do a, like could do a treadmill and then you do a test you put it on and all like so, stuff That's like that so cool. yeah yeah it was cool and to be honest the people over there were so welcoming yeah um like it it was so seamless it was almost too good to be true really? like we walked in so happy so excited for you to be there which made me feel comfortable because it was a little bit like daunting going 30%. over there like
0: well, they could have told you well, like, mate, it's and he was
1: going to be. Oh, I thought I was going to walk in and there was going to be like these scientists and
0: lab coats, <laughs> like, they're and like glasses. not going to
1: be able to talk to me. And yeah. but it wasn't like that at all. Sick. Um, so that ma- they made that experience well, kind of enjoyable, to be honest. Mm. Well, especially when I got the good news. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I had some things to do coming back, um, and I did that for probably three three months, two yeah. three months. But just to go over there and have that clarity and reassurance that. I was sweet mm. because you know in Australia there's so much noise saying retire but I was in Canada and to be honest I was over there for a week and I would just go walk the streets and I just felt so good yeah like walking the streets in Australia you, you, I get looked at you know like yeah. Zach Callen like those yeah. sort of things I went over there and I just I just disconnected from Australia mm. um so still still obviously looking after myself and and doing what we needed to do but to go over there and just sort of like like sort of being here just refresh yeah. just get away from it all um yeah it gave me that clarity and i'm so glad i did it
0: but that would give you so much confidence to actually come back in mm. and then to play like do contact and to play great because i imagine there'd be so many yeah. guys who would be like oh like I'm, I'm worried about getting another hit like i remember when my <clears throat> i had six i had six months off in 2019 that turned into 12 months with covid and like, at that time I was like, I was so dialed in, like ready to come back. Like I had, I had my time to recover and I was just ready to go. Mm. Um, but in that time there was, um, you were good? Just getting yeah, hot. I'm getting hot. You're getting warm. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we open a window? Are we good. Yeah, yeah, maybe open it up. We'll see how we go. Um, they, I'm pretty sure there was like a time where it was like, yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, there was like a time where it's just like, if you get any more in that year, then you'll have to finish up. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready for that. Like, I'm not ready to, to finish yeah. up footy, but I was so ready to go. And I didn't have any of those thoughts, um, even though they said, if you do get like another one, then that's it. Um, but no, I like got through the year, played like another two seasons. Obviously, like 2021, I had another big couple that that medically retired me, that finished me up. Um, but yeah, it was like the biggest thing that I got from the neurologist was it's like, everyone's different.
1: Everyone's different, home, and everyone so. and
0: everyone reacts to, I guess, like head knocks and head trauma differently. Like you could get one big concussion and be, or one big head knock and be done, or you could get like ten and be sweet.
1: Yeah, especially the the symptoms afterwards. I reckon yeah. you hear about, and um, this might be this might be incorrect um, information, but you hear about Boyd Cordner and how after his last episode he was having headaches for. Like months. Yeah. Um. Tim Glasby. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. he's good mate. He was having headaches for a while. Really. So, I didn't have that. La. Two seasons ago, I had the headaches, and they st- they s- they were around for a little while, but I didn't have like prolonged symptoms. Yeah. Um. But yeah, every literally everyone's different, and I've had a few now. Like yeah. I've had probably like six in the last year and a half. Mm. Literally all of them are so different and the really? way you wake up from them are different. Yeah. Um, what happens afterwards is different. So, But I'm just glad that I don't know what happened. Coming back from Canada, I had a little scare against the sharks. Mm. But other than that, I've literally been fine. I haven't had any... Any scares or anything like that?
0: Mm. Mate, talk to me. Talk to me about this year. You obviously, are you happy with the way the season finished up and the way you guys went? Like Dalian, that's obviously mm. like very impressive. Like, how how did you feel about the year?
1: Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, to it was be a, honest. Bit, a bit of a roller coaster like, as well. Yeah, it was felt like two seasons in one. To yeah. be honest, it, the first half of the year I was in Canada having a bit of a holiday. Yeah, and I missed six weeks of the year. And when I was over there, I was. I felt guilty. I felt like I've let a lot of people down. Disap- yeah. Like I was disappointed in myself. Just because you weren't here? Just because I was over there and the team was was going well actually back here. Yeah. Um, I just felt like I wasn't a part of it. Mm. Um, so then when I was over there, I, I kind of said to myself, like I need to I need to sort of get my shit together. Yeah. Um, line in the sand moment, go back and, and do something. And my first game, because the team had been going so well and the structures, I was almost like... I don't want to come back in and not pick up from where they're going. Yeah. Because I felt like I had something to prove. So come back in, found my feet again and then just honestly just felt really comfortable within the team. We had some good signings this year. Jacko, who definitely made a difference for us. Adam Elliott, Mm. um, you know, Punter… Tyson Gamble, we call him Punter. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Who is Punter?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, Punter." Because yeah, punter, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he likes
0: to punt. <laughs> and then
1: just like a lot of the boys had hit form. Like yeah. I think for us over the last couple of years, we've had injuries that have, they stop you from you know getting getting in rhythm. Yeah. Um, I think I played twenty out of twenty-seven games, which yeah. is the most I've played. Really. Um, Yeah, I just found rhythm. I just found my found my feet. Enjoyed being back at fullback and. just had a team that sort of we all just gelled and knew our jobs Mm. i felt like over the last couple years hasn't been like that it's been just sort of not make it up as you go but um it almost felt like if i played well you know we had a chance yeah and if i didn't play well you know we probably didn't have a chance and that's that's not being arrogant it's probably just the reality of what the team where the team was at yeah um but yeah, no, it was awesome to be honest to win ten games in a row. Yeah, we lost eight games in a row last year. So yeah, it's a full
0: full reversal. Full,
1: yeah, full circle. So to do that um, and just see the, the town buzzing and everything, Um yeah, it's pretty special.
0: Mate, run me through Origin because you, to be honest, I wasn't wasn't following it that that hard. Because you pulled out, yeah, the last two, yeah. last two. What what was the decision there? Run me, and you can give me a little bit more clarity because I. I'm like,
1: um, I had only played probably three games before, three or four games before Origin. Yeah. Due to me being out at the beginning of the year. And I, I kind of knew, I kind of knew I wasn't ready as well as not going to get picked. Yeah. And Billy rang me and he said, um, you know, this has been, a, it's a tough decision. Um, but we're not going to play you this year. Oh, this game. Mm. Um I just don't think you're ready. Yeah. And Reese had been lighting it up. Like, yeah, he's been going. To great. be honest, he deserved to be there. Yeah. Um, and I was you know, I was gutted, I was filthy, but he said to me, like, you know, take this time to work on yourself. And I probably mentally wasn't ready to play, to be honest. I was still scared about my head. Really, yeah. Um and I'm glad that he did that. And then But
0: then, you then know, he went back and you killed it, yeah?
1: Well, that's what I mean. I <laughs> like Well that that him giving me that time to just focus on the nights mm. was the best thing for me, and best the best thing that thing could for have my season, yeah. yeah. So then I went, I went and just focused on that. To be honest, just yeah. focused on myself, just preparing each week for the nights. Mm. Like again, filling up my cup as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you go into Origin arenas, it's more than just physical. It's mentally you, you, you are. So, it's like a it's like a, the belly vortex. It's yeah, like the belly vortex. vortex. You're you so mentally comparing Origin to Burley <laughs> vortex.
0: <laughs> You're was so it? mentally in it.
1: Um, it's like, yeah. it, it's what is it, really? It's like three weeks but that whole period you're just thinking about origin. Even really? when you go back to Clubland, for myself, if we lost, I'm still thinking about the loss. Yeah. So to not have to worry about that and just worry about my footy at Clubland, yeah, it was the best thing that he, he and I did to mm. be honest.
0: Mate, you've had a lot of achievements in the game. Where does origin sit in those achievements? Is that one of the most memorable, or what's probably one of your most memorable achievements so far?
1: Um, it's it's pretty high. Yeah, that win at SunCorp mm. was was pretty. It was one of the most euphoric feelings I've had. Which year was that? Last year. Last year. Last year, mm. especially because Clubland we were going so bad. Uh, went into that arena, played the footy that I know I can play. Mm. Um, this year to, to give the crowd, the Nui crowd, that experience is, is something that I, I, I really value and want more of, especially as the captain of the club, signed for four years, like now that I've experienced it, I want more of it. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that sun like that sun called win, when those is do, running down yeah. and we win that game, um. Uh, yeah, I think any time you're on a jersey for the first time, special too. Debut, yeah. night's jersey, Queensland debut, those sort of things are, are special as yeah. well.
0: How's the celebrations? They were good. Tried to make it as good as you can. <laughs> <get>. Yeah, Because <Like, laughs> yeah, yeah. you got to go back to Clubland
1: the next yeah, the next okay. day or something like that. Yeah, right. But yeah, it's fun. It is fun. Especially mm. like you're so focused and so into it and then just to let yourself sort of relax and enjoy the moment. Such a, It's such a good feeling.
0: Mate, you talked about um, – you also talked about like being captain and obviously the pressure that comes with that. How do you how do you deal with that pressure? Because obviously it's like it's not just Sydney where there's like however many teams mm. in Sydney. It's like Newcastle is a very like footy-dominated town. Like how do you go with dealing with that pressure? Is that something that you really absorb and you really lean into or is it sometimes where it can be too much?
1: Um, yeah, so – last year so not, last year was my first time my first year being captain and i think um when i took on the role i sort of my idea was i have to be the perfect captain i have yeah. to stop being who i am i have to be this sort of person that i'm not yeah and that's just adding more pressure to yourself and especially in a losing team you know we like i said we we didn't do well that year so I felt more pressure on top, and i'm I'm going home and I'm like, like what more can I do? Yeah. um I sort of this year I just forgot about that, like I just said to myself, just be yourself, obviously make sure that you're training hard and you're leading with your examples, but you're not I'm not to be honest in like the the team I'm not the biggest talker yeah um I'm in a leadership now where leadership group now where I've got people that sort of do that, Mate. and I can just just do me and just probably lead with my actions. Mm. So that's definitely helped heaps. Like having having the leadership group and some boys in that group that are a bit older than me sort of take the reins a little bit more Yeah, um, has freed me up so much um, because last year, like, it was just me. It yeah. was just me. There wasn't any help. We weren't winning. And I'm just going, like, this wow. what the hell is going yeah. on yeah, here? This But this year was so much better and – um in terms of pressure like i think when i was growing up you, you try and look for like oh what does pressure mean and mm. i saw someone say that you know it doesn't exist that's not true yeah. like <laughs> yeah it's fully there brother <laughs> <it's>, like <laughs> yeah. um but it's something that I, I reckon i've grown up doing like playing golf there's, there's pressure in it and every every shot like i think you, you put yourselves in those moments and i definitely love the idea um and dan carter speaks about it of like it's such a privilege. Mm. It is a privilege. Like, yeah. you know, being in that being in those moments like especially this year when I was goal kicking like at the end of the day, I'd rather be the one missing than watching someone else miss. Like yeah. I would It's a privilege. 100 if there's a game if there's you know, it, it's 12 all in the 80th minute on the sideline, I want I would rather be the one kicking that that, that misses yeah. than watching someone else miss. Like I want to be that guy. Yeah. And that's the pre- that's the privilege of pressure. Yeah. And I think I've grown up with it. Like, uh, if you're playing golf and you've got a three-footer and it's for 50 bucks, yeah. there's a bit of pressure bit in of that. Bit of cash and on the line, yeah. <laughs> and your, your, your old man and your mate's heckling you <laughs> There's a fair <laughs> bit of pressure in that. Yeah. So um, I definitely have adopted the idea that, you know, pressure is a privilege and, um, you know, I just want to be in those moments at the end of games. Mm. Um, yeah, because that's what makes or breaks great players, really. Yeah. If you think about... All the great players. You look at Nathan Cleary's grand final performance. Mate, wow! If he if he had to have walked away from pressure, they don't win.
0: I don't know, but like, he he I, just went.
1: I'm gonna take this moment. I
0: almost walked away with twenty minutes to go yeah. when they were up by three tries. I was like, "This, is, there's no way that they can lose it from here." Poor boys. Sorry, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. We got a Sorry. lot of mates in the side. Yeah, bro. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Sorry, boys. Um, but like that was that was so wild, like, man, I fully walked away. Like Lui was off. Um, Crazy.
1: Yeah, um, Isaiah Yeo was Cops off. Comes Cops. on, yeah, freeze him up. So, yeah, I think especially for younger people because when I was younger. I used to like sort of read things and look for things. What does pressure mean? But mm. it, it is it is a privilege. Mm. Um, and I reckon the more you can sort of embrace it, you know, the better off you'll come.
0: Yeah. I mean, like just before when you were talking about how you just got the leadership role and how like you thought you had to like change who you mm. are. I mean I was talking to a few of the Richmond boys, Richmond Tigers, a- AFL, and um, this guy could. Trent Cochin, who was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was the captain right so he's the captain of the, of the side um and we had a little bit to do with him but more with the the boys um Leggy he's at Collingwood. now he's one of the blokes I was just telling you about before jumping on air he was at Richmond for the three years that they won the premierships like they yeah. went back to back to back and um what Leggy was saying was that they had like these little um I guess like kind of group conversations where they were being vulnerable and they were talking yeah. about it and this is just before they went on on the run and what Trent was saying is like he growing up, he was always like a larrikin. Like he'd always like get around the boys. He'd always like be like like pulling pranks and stuff like that. Yeah. And then when he got the captaincy, it was almost like I have to be so perfect. I can't swear. I can't. be yeah, – I can't step yeah. a foot out of line. I have to be perfect. And I got put in a box. But he's like, that's not me. Like, my, no. like I want to be able to like. No joke – I want to be able to joke around with my mates, and I want to be able to do that. And so for he's like, F-, and for that how however, how however long? And I'm obviously like, I'm probably not doing it justice the way the way he describes it. But he's like, yeah, I didn't feel like i was myself i felt like i had to mm. be very clean and then as soon as they as soon as he said that and he was like vulnerable with the boys it was like it just all opened up and he could and he could be himself and then the boys sort of like really got around that and then they went on a run they won yeah. three in a row
1: I um i should know that story of, uh danny Badiris you know danny yeah, danny, yeah yeah i think he got me in touch with trent and we sent a couple of te- texts to each oh, other sick. um but that that exact mindset is what I fell into. Yeah. Like yeah, great. and that's not me. Like nah. anyone that knows me as a person knows that I'm like the most laid back, easygoing, carefree yeah. person. But I like I'm carefree, but I do care a lot about my teammates, yeah, the club and my work. Yeah. Like I wanna win. Mm. But I yeah, I changed the way mm. I was and it just it honestly put put more pressure on myself and yeah, probably just self self um Sabotage at the end, really.
0: Yeah, bro. Um, mate, life after footy. Have you do you think about it often? What's plans?
1: Yeah, and I used to struggle with this question when people would ask me. Like, I used yeah. to get a little bit choked up, but um, I think uh, not to, probably two years ago and the year before that, I put a lot of my eggs in a lot of baskets.
0: Yeah. And I was spreading. And you were busy, you're doing podcasts, podcasts you had coffee, uh, beer, coffee. yeah, the whole thing. Had
1: everything. Like I had a lot going on, but like this year I probably like i said i found the balance of you know giving my energy to less but giving more of it yeah instead of giving you know less energy to a lot of things mm. um like right now to be honest my main thing is i just want to reach my potential in this in this in, in this job in Gosh. this industry and when i finish it if it is tomorrow if i finish in 2 years say at least i've given it my all yes and I think it's taken me a little while to to get to that. Because mm. I used to think, Oh, you know, I've got to start this business and I've got to start that and I'll like, I got to be set up the footy I've got to be do this and do that. But like one of the things that keeps me up in that is not reaching my potential. Yeah. So um, yeah, just narrowing narrowing my focus and giving more love to to a small amount of things. Mm. I haven't really thought about life after footy, obviously when I had my head my concussion, I did. And I honestly thought, shit, yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. But um, yeah, nah, for, for now, I just want to honestly get the best out of myself in this in this sport.
0: Because I imagine like the last thing you want to do is like look back in like whenever you retire, I'm mm. like, oh, I could have just given it like that little bit more, hey. Mm.
1: I, I still think you will. Yeah. I still think – I think the, even the best probably will do that. Mm. But yeah, I mean I, I've done the – I've, I've done the podcast and that and and it was taking my energy away from footy and this year I you know, I played my best footy. Mm. Um I wasn't footy obsessed but I had the energy to go in there and give it my all. Yeah. Um so I'm yeah, I'm happy with that. I found that balance now.
0: But I look at you as someone who's like super curious. Like you're like you're a very curious yeah. person and I feel like whatever it is after footy, you're just gonna be dialed in. It'll be like now, the way you are That's now with I footy, mean, yeah. you'll just shift that focus to somewhere else.
1: I think challenges excite me. Yeah. So at the moment, like there's obviously a big challenge ahead of me. Um with the Knights, with winning a premiership there, but if that was to go, I I would definitely put my head towards something else. Yeah. And give it my all and but yeah, for now and I used to get like, is this the wrong answer to say that I want to give footy my all, but not really, like mm. you know, know, what know what I mean? If I if I get to thirty and I've you know, I've given it everything I've got and then yeah. I move on to something else, um, I think I'll be pretty happy.
0: Yeah, bro. Um, mate, we've I think we've we're going on an hour, brother. We're fly, flying through. Are we? Yeah, bro, it's probably flying across. It's been an hour. It's been an hour. Yeah, yeah. Mate, um, has is there anything that's like I guess been happening in your life that we haven't touched on that you'd like to talk about?
1: Mm, not really, eh. What I you, feel like we've covered a lot of a lot of things. What are you excited
0: for? What What are you like? I, I asked this question the other day. If if I, don't know if I asked it, Jared Wallace, I think I said. Cause at the moment, like you look, I mean, you look like you're thriving. Like you look so happy. Like even picking you up from the airport before, like you I come put,
1: in, you, I saw you you come, in, mate, you
0: come in with a big smile, you come in with a, t- a ton of energy. And that's what I love about it. Cause every time I see you, it, it's just, just mad energy. And I think, I don't know, maybe that's why, maybe that's why we get on so well, but is there anything that's missing in your life at the moment? Because you, like I said, you look very happy. If like ring. Nah, a um, premiership <laughs> ring, that would be nice. Um, no,
1: nah, I think this year I, I definitely did find the balance. Mm. Um, yeah, in previous years, like I said, I've given a lot of en- a lot of energy to a lot of things, but I haven't. You know, I'd rather just narrow that down and give all my energy. Um, no, not really, to be honest. Like I am a pretty happy place um, at the moment. I'm just working hard, just train Monday to Friday, enjoy a beer on the weekends. It's the best time of the year because you have no pressure. Like yeah. it's we're getting fit, we're working hard. And then, you know, when you roll into March, you've prepared for so long to, to, to be ready. So, but right now, to be honest, 25, like, especially after this year, I just feel like I'm getting started. Yeah. Like, and I know that, like, I honestly do. I feel like I'm really in a really good place. I'm happy. Um, the teams, in a, you know, hopefully we can continue what we did last year. Um
0: yeah no I'm just happy to be honest well brother mate thank you thank you so much for jumping on um thank you for like sp- you know spending your time here thanks for coming and in, popping into the studio um and by studio I mean like a living room yeah, <laughs> uh, but no thank you mate thanks for thanks for your friendship for however long we've known each other um I'm really excited to see what you do for the next couple of years especially next year I'm excited to see what you do post footy um mm. I've got a lot of love for you brother and I'm, I'm really happy that you're happy
1: thank you bro and you look happy too glowing i've been watching the i've been watching the podcast on youtube mate every time it sticks (laughs) to you you look happy so nah it's awesome thanks for having me on
0: thank you bro